WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is Impact's one-hour discussion of news, events, and organizations within MSU's community. And now, this week's Exposure. It's your host, Stephanie. Today, I have the opportunity to interview some members of our own marching band. With the bowl game coming up here, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk to them and put the face or the voices behind these lovely members. So today, I have all of them, and I'm glad to introduce them to you. I'm Taylor Yvonne. I'm the vice president of the marching band, as well as a tenor saxophone squad leader. I'm John Scharf. I'm the president of the Spartan Marching Band. I I'm also the drumline section leader, and I play the tenor drums. I'm Taylor Sheffer, and I'm the featured twirler of the Spartan Marching Band. I'm Claire Kosky. I'm the section leader for the Big Ten Flag Corps. I'm Jaron Scoggins. I'm one of the drum majors. I'm Nikki Sanford, and I am the other drum major of the Spartan Marching Band. So my first question was, how did you guys get involved with the marching band, and what are tryouts like? Well, tryouts for the Future Twirler are a little bit different, and we're actually having them um, this upcoming spring. You have to send in uh, basically a videotape of you twirling, and then you get called back for a live audition. And from there, a lot of the staff and me and the twirling coach all evaluate the twirlers, and we basically decide. If you're trying out for a spot on the horn line, um, like I did when I was a freshman, I originally played trombone, so... You have to go to an audition day at the beginning of summer, usually after high school graduations, and you play an audition uh, for a judge that is judging your instrument. Normally you have to play a couple scales, have to have some sort of etude prepared, and then you have a little bit of a, a marching evaluation as well. Uh, for the Big Ten Flag Corps, since we don't play instruments, there's no musical audition. Um, it usually takes place the same day as the Hornline auditions, and um, it's mostly about uh, athleticism, physical stuff, and then uh, marching technique. As a flag person or a twirler, did you guys, were you a part of marching band before? or is this I was. Um, I play the flute regularly, and the Spartan marching band is all brass and saxophone. So um, I heard about the Big Ten Flag course from some people that were in the marching band, and I auditioned right away, and it was a great decision. I played the trumpet for a year and was absolutely horrible, so I did not play an instrument, but I've been twirling with a marching band uh, throughout high school and now in college. So other people, what was your tryout experience like? So for the drumline, we kind of have these like help sessions throughout the spring every Thursday that allow prospective students and people who just want to get better to come drum with some of the section leaders or some of the veterans in the marching band. And then towards the end of the year, we have two audition dates. And it can get really competitive. Uh, so like last year for the tenor line, we had three people try out for one spot. And on any given year, two of those guys would have made the drum line. It just so happened that the person who did get the spot was just a little bit better. And it just makes me a little bit happy that I didn't have to compete with something like that when I was coming in. Uh, it can be really, really stressful because there's a lot of music to memorize and a lot of stuff to learn. And our uh, percussion director, drumline instructor, 
if you don't know him, he can come off as one of the more like intimidating people around. But really, he's just he's a really nice guy. So it's a uh, it's a lot of pressure for sure. Um, my audition experience was a little unique because I'm a part of the College of Music. Um, and so as um, part of the audition process for the College of Music, since that is so intensive, um, and that happens earlier in the year and you find out around March, April, um, you are able, they consider that like enough to make the marching band if you make the College of Music. So I was able to um, decide to be a part of the marching band. However, I play French horn in the College of Music and we don't march French horns in um, the Spartan Marching Band. We march the equivalent of mellophone. And at my high school, we never marched mellophones. We marched flugelhorns instead. So um, the Spartan Marching Band was actually my first opportunity to march with a mellophone. Um, and I got it just a couple weeks before preseason. So it was quite an experience. That definitely sounds crazy and intense. Um, what has been one of like the worst experiences and the best experience being a part of the marching band? I would say the worst experience was probably the three and nine football season because <laughs> it was just like everyone was sad all the time. <laughs> um, and then we didn't get to go to a bowl game at the end of the year. And that kind of sucked, especially coming off of the 2015 playoff year. But it also put a lot of things into perspective. And I actually started enjoying the football games a lot more after that year because you just learned to be happy being around all your friends at the games and not really care as much about what goes on on the field. Well, I definitely think you guys are a huge part of the football games because you help us cheer, and that's very important. I'd, I'd like to piggyback off of Jaron and say that uh, it also put it into perspective that some schools, like a 3-9 season, is very, very regular for them. So for someone who likes football as much as I do and a lot of other people, having to sit through that and watch it was... Probably, probably the equivalent of me pulling my hair out. <laughs> and I'd say this year has been similar in many ways, but with just a few more wins. I'd almost say this year's been more frustrating than the 3-9 and year because I think after about four or five weeks in, we kind of just accepted that the football team was not going to be very good. I think something special about the marching band, though, is that we stay to the very end of every single game. Um, rain or shine so even when the stadium's emptying out if the team's losing we're always there um, to play the fight song at the end of the game for the team and we're always there supporting them no matter what yeah we're the we're the last ones out of the stadium like we we play post game for probably 20 or 30 minutes after the game ends and the only people that are there are us and the band fans sitting in the stadium so we're always we're putting in a ton of hours and we do get appreciation and love from the football team when they come and visit us at preseason before school starts and everything and they tell us like you're the first thing we see when we run out of the tunnel and we appreciate everything you do so it's a really good relationship with us too. Yeah and to kind of go off of Nikki a really tough game was the Penn State game last year when we got evacuated and we had that delay for four and a half hours and you know we had to go back and support our team but it was also a good experience because there was only like 5,000 fans left and it was a very you know, cohesive unit in the stadium and everybody was rooting for us. So it was a cool experience. Yeah, for sure. And you talked about how much time you put in. How much is that? How early do you have to be here in the summer? So preseason usually um, occurs about 12-ish days before, eight days before school starts. So we, we, we come in early. Um, as a freshman, you're one of the first people on campus um, in your dorms, which is always interesting. And um, preseason, we go from 8 a.m. to um, 9 p.m. at night. And then the freshmen or the new members 
um, continue freshman orientation from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. And that goes on um, Monday through the next Tuesday. Um, pretty nonstop. So it's very intensive. And then during the year, we rehearse every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, and usually rehearsals are from 4.30 to 6, so it's about an hour and a half. And then we have sectionals a couple days a week, and we have an evening indoor rehearsal. Um, and then game days can range anywhere from, you know, 10 hours to about 16 hours, depending on if we're traveling or how what the weather's like. Um, so it's a part-time job. <laughs> it's a lot of hours. Absolutely. And how often do you guys travel? Typically, it's once or twice a year. Uh, this year was little bit different because we didn't have any road games that were like big so if there's a we usually travel to Ann Arbor for the Michigan game every year a few years ago we went to Ohio State our first year or my first year in 2015 we played at 12 out of the 14 football games so for someone new that seems like that's the standard so everything else since then has seemed seemed kind of like a break almost and what do you guys do while you are traveling fun things that you do sleep on the bus <laughs> <laughs> um it depends on the year my first year we um ended up playing at a high school the night before the football game um which was really great we played at a high school football game um so sometimes those things happen um and then usually we you know play at the game sometimes we have a march to the stadium depending on the logistics of when we get there um, and sometimes we have a post game it just depends on the year um and where we go it depends on the kind of like game that we're going to as well. Like if we're going to a bowl game or when we went to the Big Ten Championship my freshman year, we played at a lot of uh, like gigs, we, we like a lot of pep rallies and stuff. And last year at the Holiday Bowl, we had like two Battle of the Bands, I think. And then there's always something something going on, a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, and a lot of our trips, you know, we consider business trips, but we do have a lot of fun with the different places and people that we play for. Um, so it's definitely strictly business most of the time, but we still have fun. With that, it's important to bond with each other because with any team or group, you need to work together well. So what do you guys do to promote that atmosphere? Um, well, in the Big Tens, it happens pretty naturally because compared to like the trumpet section, which is like over 60 people, we only have 18. And, um, so we spend a lot of time together. We have our own like little room in demonstration hall and everything. And um, I mean, the whole band is like a unit. We all have to be here sometimes at like 6 a.m. for noon games. And I mean, I feel like everything that we work hard for just kind of brings us together and we all bond while we're doing what we love. I think for me as an outgoing person, uh, everyone that is in the band is there for a reason. So it's a really, really good opportunity to make friends and talk to people that maybe you don't get to see on a daily basis. So Claire, Nikki, and I are all in the College of Music, so I see them three, four times a day. But there are other people where the only time I ever get to see them is during marching band. So you kind of take advantage of the limited time that you have with those people. The group is also um, largely student-led. Um, so having that kind of leadership really helps all the students commit and you know really believe in the organization because they can take ownership um, through leadership and the officers um, John Jaron um, Taylor and I um, teach the freshmen all they need to know every night after the end of preseason through that freshman orientation for the um, 
for their first game and all about the history of the band. And um, that really helps them become committed to the organization and really care about it because it's not coming out of the just the director's mouths. It's coming out of um, their student leaders. And then we have squad leaders and section leaders that also are there not only to help them march, but as mentors to help them through college and to be lifelong friends. Absolutely. And there is, for different sporting events, there's different like brass sections that play. So how does that get decided? Um, Spartan Brass is like, it's a completely different group from the marching band, but um, part of it like goes on during the marching band season. So there will be auditions usually like early October-ish um, before like the first basketball games start happening and stuff. Um, there's usually a good mix of marching band uh, students as well as non-marching band students that decide to try out. And so um, it's a big logistical issue for all the directors because they have to make sure that everyone's at all the marching band rehearsals and they can also go to all the gigs that they have and stuff. That sounds very complicated. Are you guys a part of that process of deciding out like where you go and what songs you play and practice? At the end of the marching season, we uh, do have an opportunity as students to suggest like halftime shows and things like that for the next year. And then the directors sit down with a smaller group of students and kind of comb through that and figure out what would be good for the crowd, what's good for us, you know, how can we kind of put that on the field and things like that. As far as Spartan Brass goes for the basketball, hockey, and volleyball games, you know, a lot of the directors will take you know, um, different suggestions from students and write those songs. And, you know, so we do have a pretty big input on things. So who is on this group of students that's like the smaller group that suggests songs? It's mostly volunteer-based. Whoever is here during the summertime is typically when they hold those meetings. Um, the officers, you know, drum majors, vice president, president, as much as we can go to those, we try and go. Um, but mainly people who are here and want to have an impact on that. Yeah, a lot of section leaders will usually be there, and if the section leaders can't go, a lot of sections usually try to have at least one or two people from their section go to like represent how the section feels and like what kind of music they want to play. Have any of you suggested a song that you got to play? I've suggested "Shake It Off" probably a hundred times because we played <laughs> that. We played that my first year, and I was really lobbying for it for the senior show, but unfortunately, the Marvel show got the nod. Um. I think two two years ago was the year that we did the boy band show. Yes. I'm pretty sure I wrote, I, I think I was one of the people who wrote that down. That was something a lot of people had wanted to do for a long time, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and for Spartan Brass, I'm pushing for Africa by Toto, and I think it's in the works, <laughs> yeah. so we'll yeah. see. That'd be super exciting. Do you guys already know what you're playing for the bowl game? Yes. yes. Can you tell us? Oh, we're okay. playing the circus show that we played earlier in the in for the, the Michigan year. game. Yeah, for the Michigan game. So we'll be playing two songs from The Greatest Showman, um, which will be great. It's our first, our opener and our closer from that show. Yes. Yes, I remember that. That was a lot of fun with the Dumbo. Yes. And, yes. Yes. and the fabric. Yes. 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 So with all of that, you guys like to make things a little bit more complicated, but it creates a wonderful show. So how does that practice go about when you're doing all these things? Do you help with the ideas behind that, or is it just? Um. Well, the Big Ten, since we don't usually, we just do pregame normally. So in halftime, when there's props and like fabrics and stuff that we need to take care of, um, Dr. Thornton will usually just communicate to us, and um, he usually gets everything ready and is just like, okay, so this is what you need to do, and show up to halftime rehearsal with this, and 
get people to work on it. Um, and the color guard's also a huge part of that, like the visual team um, and getting a lot of that kind of stuff around. Mm-hmm. Do as a twirler, twirler, do you get to help with this as well? Um, I, I mean, I'm not that big of a part, I guess, because I'm only one person. So normally, I don't really have a like job in all of it. Normally, the color guard and the Big Tens, because they're bigger sections, they can do more and spread out throughout the field a little bit better than one person can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, what is one of your favorite songs that you have performed? Mm. One of my favorite is uh, definitely the greatest show that we play, and we're going to play at the bowl game, just because uh, you can just see the director's faces and all the grad assistants' faces when they play, like, the first note. It's just so powerful and so loud. And someone like me and uh, everyone in the audience that doesn't necessarily play an instrument is very impressed by that, and I just think that's really cool. I think one of my favorite songs was from this year from our um, breakout artist show, the Beyonce show, because we got to dance and it was a good song and Single Ladies is just a popular song and the audience got into it and all of um, us as performers got into it as well. It was a lot of fun. I always like the the pieces that we play that are just like really loud out of nowhere <laughs> because well, like when I played trombone, it was always fun because I was usually in the front when that happened and I got to play and like see the faces of the people in the stadium like when we played and like, they would always be super shocked. So last year when we played uh, Malaguena, uh, at the bowl game, we just we blew our faces off and it was it was in- incredible. It's always so much fun to just play super loud. So, um, one of my favorite songs that we play every single game day um, in warmups is called F Tuning, and it's just a simple um, chord progression. But the way that the band plays it and the um, drumline cadence that goes with it is so incredibly powerful um, that every single time I hear it, it gives me chills. F-tuning is one that's hard to beat. <laughs> um, these guys might groan at this, but I love everybody's everything, and we perform oh, yeah. that every post-game, oh, yeah. and the entire band is involved, Big Tens, everybody, and everybody's just jamming. It's great. It's a, it's a pretty close tie between everybody's everything, and all the halftime tunes where the drumline can kind of just like dance around and just not have to take things as serious because that's kind of our vibe. Like We come off as... We try to come off as intimidating and whatnot, but really, at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of goofballs <laughs> having fun, hitting drums. Is there a song that you get sick of playing? Everybody's everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's your favorite. Yeah. I can't talk. I'm just a flag. Um, <laughs> like, my freshman year, we did the Marvel halftime show five times that year because we, we played at Michigan, we played it at home, we played it at Ohio State and the Big Ten Championship and Bowl Games. So when you have to do a halftime show five times in the year, this this year we'll be doing the circus show for the fourth time at the Bowl Game. That can get a bit tiring, but those are usually always our some of our like most intense like pieces musically, and so they're always a lot of fun to play anyway. So kind of get over it after a little while. Um, I get very annoyed of playing and hearing Victors during Michigan Week. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not my favorite moment in the band. (laughs) All right, so we've talked about a lot of things, but what do you think you are going to use this experience in your future? Like, how is marching band today going to influence your career or your life from now on? For me... I've had a lot of different roles in the marching band. I dealt with uniforms for a couple of years. I've been a squad leader. Now I'm vice president. It's definitely helped me from a career perspective. 
learn how to be organized and you know there's 300 people relying on you so you have to get things done no matter what and kind of persevere through difficult times and I think um, just learning how to communicate effectively with people and um, have fun in the process it's not always you know business you know we can still have fun and get our jobs done it's it's fun to be good as our director Dr. Thornton says. Yeah I think one of the biggest things you learn being in the marching band is flexibility especially this year we had so many issues with weather at like every game there was one game where we didn't know if we were going to be marching to the stadium or doing halftime until like 20 minutes before it was going to happen and so we were all just running around like chickens with our heads cut off trying to figure out what was going on but everybody stayed calm like in the rest of the band just like we're like okay we'll listen to what you tell us to do and and it, it all went over really well and so when we have issues like that that are going to happen in the future where we're not going to know what's happening, people are going to be more prepared for that. And I think like leaving school and like in the, when you're in, entered the workforce, like there's always going to be unexpected things that happen. So being prepared for that and being able to deal with that like calmly is always going to be really helpful. As a future music educator, I think a couple of the biggest things would be it teaches self-accountability and it's a really good model to help create student leaders especially for the marching arts, which is probably my biggest passion when it comes to anything music education related. A self-sufficient ensemble has really, really good leaders, and they're outgoing and sacrifice a lot of time, and that makes things easier for director, and that also makes things easier to create a culture that people want to be in, and I think that's what's great about the, the SMB, that people want to be there. Um, I think that SMB, you know, has taught me to live by two things, um, and that's to do what I love and surround myself with the people that I love. And to me, that's living life. And SMB, I think, is absolute proof of that. And um, we've achieved things that I never, ever dreamed of achieving. And I, there are things that I look back on the videos and I'm like, really? I, I did that? Um, but it's taught me to live by those two things. And like John said, we want to be there and we want to have those connections for the rest of our lives. And coming in as a freshman, I didn't think that I would find my best friends for life, um, but I truly have to this organization. And I think moving forward in my life, I've learned to take every single moment um, and just make sure that it's what I love to do and with the people that I love to be around. Absolutely. And we do have a very supportive alumni, from what I can tell. Um, they come back for various games. So are you excited to do that? Will you come back? Yes, I think I can see everybody looking at me. We're very excited for the 150th anniversary of the Spartan Marching Band next year. And I think if we all can and are able to, we'll probably come back and we're aiming to get about a thousand people on the field if possible. Um, and I just think that that would be amazing. So I think we're all planning on coming back. 150 years is a very long time, <laughs> but that's amazing. So what traditions do you guys think you could uphold still? Or is it all tradition? <laughs> um, the band has evolved over time, but we are very rooted in um, our traditions. Um, for example, our March to the Stadium, the series, it's a series of cadences that um, was kind of, we'd say that it was like frozen in the 50s and the 60s, and it's been set to that series of cadence ever since. Um, and the alumni that come back still are marching their, you know, that, that drum cadence, and they have horn moves that go with it, and they still know it. Um, and we have people who are in their 70s that come back and still do this. So we're very rooted in traditions um, and 
for example, like our kickstepping onto the field, that also was something that came about in um, the 50s and 60s. Um, and so we've been doing that ever since. You can look at old videos, um, and that's, you know, what we've been doing. And I think that the band is just absolutely, it's really cool to see the alumni come back and know that the band is still doing things that they've done when they were here. For flag people and color guard and swirlers, a lot of them come back as well. Um, yeah, we get a lot of Big Ten alumni, actually. Um, one of them came up to me at a game day, like, last month and was like, so next year's 150. We're trying to get, like, 30 Big Tens to come, which is kind of a problem because we don't even have that many flags. But um, <laughs> it's super exciting, and whenever they come, we get to visit with them, and they tell us all these old stories, like, oh, I carried the Michigan flag when I was here and things like that. And it's really fun to listen to their stories. Oh, do we fact. have to carry that flag? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. You actually auditioned to carry that flag. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just really cool to hear all their stories and then watching them do the series, like Nikki said, like the same way that we do it. And it's a really special experience. Um, a lot of twirlers haven't came back that I know of, but uh, I definitely think that they could be. And uh, the girl I twirled with last year, I keep wanting her to come back, but um, a lot of twirlers go out and normally have hip issues or just other type of body issues that happen from overextending your legs and different things, so it kind of makes it a little more difficult to come back as you get older, but uh, from the alumni perspective, I think it's really cool because uh, the traditions that the SMB hold have stayed uh, very true twirler-wise. Um, the first twirler here did the same exact thing that we do now, um, walking to the stadium and the whole pregame show, it hasn't changed. So I think that's really cool. And I kind of look forward to being an alumni and getting to know that I um, played a part in that tradition and then seeing other people go through the same thing. With all of the things that you guys do as the marching band, how do you think the MSU, can, MSU community can support you guys better? Because we love you guys as a part of all of the games, but you guys are so much more than just the music at the games you're a part of our community personally i'd love it if the student section didn't throw snowballs at us yes oh. because people getting hit in the back of the head when they're trying to play an instrument is it's not fun so uh, that's kind of a joke normally we have a lot of support from the student section but there, there was one game this year where we had an issue but um i think in general the msu community does a really good job of supporting us we see a lot of people on our march to the stadium every game day um um Luanna K. Simon, when she was president, she would always wear her band jacket and like on the on the sidelines of the football games. And um, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> I've lost what I was trying to think. I got. I have a pretty big one, and it's not necessarily for the marching band, but I think it's more towards like the football team in general. I would love to see more people just stick through a tough game when things either aren't going the way that we hope for them to go or if the weather's not great. And I think being in the marching band has really helped me kind of appreciate that going to watch something like football in a stadium like that is a privilege. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. I went down to Columbus last year, drove, you know, like four or five hours by myself. I spent like 80 bucks on gas, but that's besides the point. <laughs> to go watch MSU just get beat down 49 to three, and I stayed till the end of the game. So I'm like, well, those those players have to stay. It's not like they can just go to the locker room because it's over. So I'd love to see a good football program be followed with a good football culture because I think that's a little bit of what this university is missing. Um, I think 
um, one aspect that would really help the band is it's very expensive to be a part of the band. And although a lot of the things are paid for by the university, um, we have things such as band jackets that are about $120 um, unless we get donations. And currently right now, um, our visual coordinator, Glenn Brew, is trying, he's a former drum major in Big Ten Flag. He's trying to um, create an endowed scholarship um, so that people for years and years and years to come can have scholarships to be a part of the marching band and come to this university um and you know a lot of people choose other universities because they can't afford it and it's you know really hard because we want to get the best of the best people in the band um and we hate to have you know financial issues be something holding them back um and we have to dry clean our uniforms which is about 90 dollars in the season um and if anything um, happens to our uniforms and stuff that's very expensive so we're always looking for financial community support with that, do you guys get scholarships or is it very limited amount? How does that work? Um, it kind of depends on, you know, the money that we have available. Um, so some people in the band do get um, certain amounts of scholarships from very, either various colleges or directly from the Spartan Marching Band. We do have a various amount of um, donors um, and memorial scholarships that we've um, given out to people. But we are always looking for more because... College is very, very expensive, and when you're in the marching band, it's really hard to hold a job, and some kids can't be in the marching band because they have to work to pay for college. That's really frustrating because you guys are a huge part of our community and a huge part of our sporting events, and I know all of our athletes, or at least most of them, get scholarships, and you guys are doing just as much work as them, if not more, and the fact that you guys aren't getting necessarily the same amount of scholarships or the less lesser funds is just very disappointing. Definitely. One thing that I would like to say is the marching band, we have a lot of smart smart people in the marching band, a lot of people with tons of different majors, and I, I just think it would be helpful if we had some sort of help with academics because, you know, especially we had the Ohio State weekend. We went down to Indianapolis, you know, Friday evening, turned back around and um, got back at 2 a.m. and then had practice at 7 a.m. and then we go for the whole day. So I just think having some sort of academic assistance like the you know, athletes do. I think that that would be extremely helpful, you know, especially when we have quick turn turnarounds like that, because honestly, like your weekend's pretty much gone if you have stuff on Saturday. And then sometimes we have things on Sunday. And I just think that that would be really helpful. Do you guys have opportunities to study during this time? Or how do are your professors mm -hmm. pretty lenient when it comes to time being gone? So my schedule this fall were four out of the five days of the week, I would have to be up by like 6.45, and I'd either have a class at 8 a.m. or have two observations during the week for teacher education stuff. And I was working three jobs on top of marching band, so most nights I would get to bed at around 2.30, 3, and that would be me not doing any of my homework. So, uh, so on average, I got about like four and a half, five hours of sleep a night, and that's like on average. <laughs> and I know there are a bunch of other people, like uh, some of the members on the drum line, we have a joke. It's like no sleep Tuesday, but that's real. They, they have to stay up all night to stay caught up with all their schoolwork. And I mean, part of it, part of it is my doing because of the responsibilities that I decided to take on. But there are still a lot of other people that it would be nice if they were able to, you know, get a breath for air and maybe get to chill out for a half a second. It wouldn't hurt. Um, I definitely feel a lot of support from professors. I don't know if Nikki and John can speak to this, but being music majors, um, 
most of the professors know how big of a commitment marching band is and understand how important it is to us and how important it is for the community. So um, I get some leniency with things and like if I communicate well, um, they understand. But I'm not sure about other colleges. I'm sure it's not that way. So for the marching band, it's more prevalent in Spartan Brass when we're traveling for basketball season. But I haven't had any issues with professors as far as, you know, moving exam dates or, you know, deadlines, things like that. But I think the key is definitely communicating ahead of time. But what the issue that we run into is just not having enough time to complete things and the time that they give us, I think, is a big, big thing. Yeah, I've always I've always struggled so much more with classes during the fall semester just because of how much time marching band takes up. And I don't think I've ever taken more than 13 credits in a fall semester. And I'm always still just scrambling with every assignment, every group project, every presentation. I'm always finishing it at the last minute just because it, marching band takes up so much time. Um, professors are usually really understanding when I tell them about the fact that I'm in the marching band, but that doesn't has never gotten me any leniency with any like assignment dates, like due dates or, or anything. It's I'm always expected to finish everything at the same time. And if I don't get something done because of marching band took up too much time, I have to take a zero on it. It's it's never it's never been uh something where I can like delay a due date. Um but I mean sometimes that's just what you have to deal with to be involved in such an amazing group like we get to do. So I think uh, all of us in the Spartan Marching Band definitely have to uh, excel in time management for sure. It's definitely planning ahead and trying to catch up. Um, I'm not in the College of Music. I'm going into the medical field. So as I'm becoming an upperclassman, I have to start thinking about going to graduate school. So that involves me actually having a job and getting hours. So clearly that wouldn't happen in the fall. So just planning in the summer and the spring and really organizing kind of your whole year, not just semester by semester, helps out a lot too. Um, the marching band is a huge, huge time commitment, as everyone said, but I also think that it helped, at least me personally, manage my time a lot better um, because you don't have free time to sit on, look at, watch Netflix or look at your phone and look at Facebook. When you have 30 minutes in between classes, you're doing homework. Um, and I found that I actually do a lot better in the fall in school. I'm much more productive because I'm on such a tight schedule. Um, and that may not be everyone, <laughs> everyone's opinion in the band, but I think a lot of people will speak to that. Um, and anyone in the, you know, at the college and at the college here can really be a part of the band. We represent almost every single um, college on campus. So we have a wide variety of different majors in the band. So if someone's struggling in classes, there's usually someone else in the band to help mentor them through that because they've been there and they've done that before. Well, it sucks being a college student sometimes, <laughs> but especially when you fill your time. So I really hope that you guys do well in your finals. And if there's any way that we can help support you more, I'd love to work with you and whatnot. So thanks for coming in and good luck at the bowl game. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Hi everyone, it's your host Stephanie, and today on Exposure we have the opportunity to talk to various marching band members. Right now we have Eileen, she is a part of the media team as well as the marching band, so Eileen, I'm so glad you are here. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your role on the marching band? Yeah, thanks for having me. I am a member of the Mellophone section. 
I'm a junior, so this is my third year, and I was just a squad leader the past year. And then I'm also a member of the Spartan Marching Band media team. So I help take pictures during rehearsals or at events. I write a lot of articles about featuring different sections. Sometimes I'll help put a video together or do some graphics for our Instagram. So how did you first get involved with band and, you know, in general, as well as here at MSU? Sure. So my parents met in the Spartan Mar- my parents met in the Spartan Marching Band back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. So marching band has always been a big part of my life. Um, so I grew up going to football games and marching band events, and my mom's a high school band and orchestra director. So I've always grown up going to things like that and going to see Spartan Marching Band. And I actually only applied to Michigan State because I wanted to be in the band. So I got involved in band in middle school, and I actually started out on oboe. So I play oboe primarily, and then I learned mellophone my freshman year of high school. Then my sophomore year, I decided to try the color guard. And then I switched again my junior and senior year and auditioned for drum major, um, which I was fortunate to be a part of my, like, the last few years of high school. Uh, and then I auditioned for Mellophone going into my freshman year at Michigan State, and I've been a member ever since. So you talked about your parents being in Spartan Marching Band. Do you think they really pushed for you to do band, or was it just a, if you'd like to do this? I think they always pushed, but it was never, like, a negative connotation was always like something I always wanted to be a part of and I just loved the atmosphere that band gave me and the friends that I was able to make through all my experiences it was just something that was always there and I never really thought any different about it and through your experience with MSU marching band is everything you thought it would be yeah it was really cool hearing all the stories that my parents would tell me especially back in the 80s when things were a lot different but there's still a lot of things that are the same you know pregame really hasn't changed in the last 30 50 60 years and some of the halftime is a little different, but the fundamentals and the core values of the Spartan Marching Band are still there. And it's really cool to see how things are different, but also to be able to experience the exact same things that they did. Which one of our core values do you think are most important to you or is the best part of marching band? I think the tradition, particularly at Michigan State, is my favorite part because I'm so deeply rooted in the traditions and hearing all the things from my parents is something that's just always been super important to me. And I love that I get to do the same things that they do. And like seeing the videos of pregame from the 80s and pregame from now is something that's like always super exciting. And with the marching band, so you are a part of the Mellophones and now you are the PR person. Is there other aspects of marching band that you have been a part of here at MSU? Not at MSU right now. I've just been a squad leader, um, which is so the way our sections are divided up. So there's every section has four person squads. And that's kind of how we break down the chain of communication between leadership, between the directors. And we also learn our drill or our formations and the routines for pregame through our four-person squads. So there's six squads in the Mellophones. And so this year I was one of the seven squad leaders because every uh, section has an alternate squad leader in case someone is absent or unable to be at a performance or a rehearsal. Is the squad leader the same thing as a section leader or are those a little different? Yeah, so the section leader is more of like the first figurehead of the section. The mellophones have one, but like the trumpets or the altos have two or three. So they are more responsible for leading the section musically, running sectionals uh, Wednesdays and Fridays for our, during our rehearsal week. So they're more in charge of that kind of thing, while the squad leaders are much more in charge of the visual aspects. You talked about being part of the media team. So what do you get to do with that? And is it all student run or how does that work? Yeah, so right now it's just a couple people. It's me, uh, my friend Kim O'Connell, who is a former baritone member. He takes a lot of pictures on game day because I can't, obviously can't pic- take pictures while I'm in uniform and doing all my other things on game day. So he's been taking pictures and helping record video. It's also uh, Joe Lewis, who's a master's student. He takes a lot of video uh, for us on game days. 
uh, John Whiting kind of heads that up with us. He does a lot of our audio recording and video and then it's me. So I write a lot of the articles. I put graphics together to post with our articles and post on Facebook and social media. I've been doing feature articles in each of the sections. I just have a couple more left before the end of the season. And then sometimes if we do a really cool event, I'll write an article about that. So yesterday, actually, we just came out with a feature article about our experience at the Bands of America Grand National Competition, which is down in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. So we got to go there and perform as an exhibition band, which was really cool. And so I wrote an article about that. Yeah, I saw that. It sounds like a lot of fun what you guys get to do. And I think most people don't realize everything you're involved with. Like we know you're at game days, but there's so much more that you guys do. You want to touch on that? Sure. So a lot of times, like, yes, we have game day, but there's also Spartan Brass, which is a separate audition, usually in October. And Spartan Brass plays at volleyball games, basketball games, hockey, any other record, like, gigs or events going on throughout, throughout like, the spring semester. Uh, so that's a really cool thing that a lot of people are a part of. I was a part of that my freshman year. Um, something we also do is we'll do in the, in the fall. We have something called Spartan Spectacular, which is a concert held at Wharton Center through the College of Music, some of the concert bands play, some of the jazz ensembles play, and then the SMB at the very end plays a bunch of highlights from this year's past season. So that's a really cool concert that we do. Um, and then on game days, we do other gigs too. So people can actually donate money to the ensemble and we'll go around to their tailgates and play uh, what we call bandagrams. So we'll just play a little rah-rah music, fight song, eat them up, pregame fight, that kind of stuff, MSU Shadows. Um, and it's really cool to go interact with fans and meet people um, on like a daily basis that we don't normally get to interact with. Yeah, that's definitely an important part of music is interacting with everyone that's involved. Um, with that though, you are a part of this. So how do you bond outside of just the rehearsal and the actual performances? Yeah, so family is such an important part of the Spartan Marching Band and everyone is always there for each other, which is like from day one, it's just a really wonderful culture and environment that we've cultivated throughout the last however many years it's always been this way and we're really lucky to be able to have that so a lot of times sections will do um like thanksgiving so we have the mellows giving on tuesday and we're gonna get together yeah. and eat food and sometimes we'll you know do a holiday party too we have white elephant that we call so instead <laughs> of white elephant gifts we have a white elephant gift and we always bring that on a bowl game or some white you know post finals week and that kind of stuff we'll do a little holiday holiday event but a lot of sections do stuff like that so we have events and if there's an away game we'll get together and watch the foot watch the game or um, we always like to hang out on the weekends and go out and have fun stuff like that um, and it's been a really great environment and all the sections are like that which is really cool what is one of your best memories of being a part of the band so we have uh we come to we come to uh michigan state the first week of right right before classes start for about a week and we have our preseason, we learn halftime, pregame. We welcome all this, the members into the band and it's really exciting. Everyone's getting the season started. And I remember my freshman year. So it's a really, really long week. It's probably one of the hardest physically, emotionally, mentally draining weeks. You know, you're away from home for the first time. You're away from your parents. You're in a brand new place with 300 people that you barely know. Um, and at the very end of the week, um, the freshmen have what we call freshman dress. And it's kind of our final ritual that the freshmen have to go through. So. There's a really cool part at the very end, and my dad ended up being there at the very end. And I didn't know he was going to be there to see it. Um, and that, to me, was probably the coolest thing because it's been some freshman dress is something that's, like, very secretive. So a lot of people don't know what it is unless you're in the band. Um, but the very end of it, my dad showed up and was there, and I had no idea, and I was crying, and I was super emotional, and something that we've been talking about my whole life. 
um, for him to be there supporting me and like surprise me for something that, like I said, we've been talking about our whole life was pretty special. That's so sweet. Um, also with bonding events and such things, um, how do you think you feel most connected to your group? Is it just your own section or do you have more of a diverse group? Something that's always been important to me since high school is getting to know people outside of my section. I think that part of it came with when I was drum major, I really wanted to learn everyone's names. I had 300 people in my high school marching band and there's 300 people in the SMB. So I really like to learn and meet people outside of my section. Um, my roommate is a member of the Big Ten section. So I've become a lot of friends with a lot of those guys. Um, I have a lot of friends in the trombones and the altos. I'm also a member of Kappa Kappa Psi, which is the National Honorary Service Fraternity that's through the College of Music, and uh, a lot of the marching band members are in it. And so I've met a lot of people in other sections through my time in KK Psi, um, particularly the alto section. Um, we have a lot of mellows, and there's a couple of, uh, what else we have? We have a couple tenors. There's just a bunch of different people. So I really like to meet people outside of sections, and I think sometimes when we have like full band bonding events, it's a really great way to go out and meet people. And how do you see music and your experience here at MSU influencing your future and your possible career? So my major is media and information with a concentration on film and video production, but I actually started out as a double major in music, um, focusing on oboe. But I just wanted to have more of a musical background. As someone who wants to go into film and into storytelling, I, music has always been a really important part of my life. Um, I'm now a music minor because <laughs> film is a lot and it's really hard, so I wanted to For kind sure. of scale back just a little bit. Um, but my music minor is definitely something that I've always wanted to be able to supplement what I'm doing. And whether it's working with directors or writers or helping craft the music for a film is something that's always been important to me. And I want to make sure that that stays a big part of my life. For sure. And music is a huge part of storytelling. Like I feel like music tells a story within itself, whether it's just the sound or the lyrics or any part of that. With that, what is one of your favorite songs to perform as a marching band member? That's a tough question. We've done a lot of really great shows this year. One of my favorites was our circus show. We did music from The Greatest Showman, which was really fun. It was really high, really loud. Um, we made a circus tent on the field. We flew Dumbo, which was really cool. Um, so that's got to be one of my favorites. Last year, we did a big band swing show, and we had an opening um, piece was uh, Sing 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 and then Malaganya. So those are also really fast and loud. And I think those are just like the moments when you can really hit that 300 member sound peak is like the best feeling ever and I think that some of those pieces are my favorites well thank you so much for coming and it was so nice to meet you and get everyone to get to know you and your part of the marching band yeah thank you so much for having me and of course after every episode I just want to give a special thanks to Jeremy Whiting Olivia Mitchell, Sana Hakimin for their support, Cole Tunningly for producing the show, and of course to all of our guests. See you next week. This has been Exposure on WDBM East Lansing.